What is up, you guys? Welcome back to yet another episode of none other than Trying 20. Yeah, so corny. <laughs> we are so corny. <laughs> we are very excited to be diving into this week's episode and this week's topic. There's so much that has been happening in the world this week, I feel, or just recently, currently. Especially regarding um, Black people, Black history. I don't know. I just feel like there's a a lot that's transpiring. So, um, yeah, Mm -hmm. we definitely want to go ahead and just dive into the episode, right? The topic. Yes, I agree. There's been a lot going on. And I'm actually glad that we chose to record today because... Baby, just yesterday, (laughs) a few hours ago, some things popped off. Right, so, um, and y'all, we were really going to record yesterday, but my schedule just got thrown off, and I'm so glad that we didn't, because we really would have missed this opportunity to talk about what we're about to talk about right now. Right. Who would have known, out of all events that are televised, right, who would have known that the Oscars... The Oscars, child! The Oscars would be bringing in so much heat. Okay. Like the Oscars? No, not even just the Oscars, but who would have thought that it would have been the person that it is? Honestly. Honestly. I agree. I agree because you would think he's the least problematic thing. I feel all. like he's very unproblematic. If y'all don't know what we're talking about by now, I'm going to just go ahead and tell you. So basically... Everybody what- should know what we're talking about by now. <laughs> what we're starting to show off with is none other than our beautiful, beloved Will Smith punching or slapping, excuse me, not punching, slapping Chris Rock in the face after he made a joke about Jada Pinkett's hair and basically about her being bald-headed. And he did it in the middle of the award show, y'all. Like, Chris made his little joke and up came Will. Like, it's almost as if Will, like, laughed for a second because he hadn't processed what had been said. But then it was like he processed it and was like, nah. And then just got up and slapped your boy in the face. And then when he sat down, he was like, keep my wife's name out your FML. I have a lot of thoughts, not necessarily on this, the action itself, but people's response to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and y'all, well, what, what is people's response? I, well, okay. Let me say this. I, let me say... Our topic for today is Black people in white spaces. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, naturally when there's events like this or award shows or corporate America, like we hear oh, gotcha. a lot of yeah. talk about Black people's behavior when around white people mm-hmm. and when in the presence of white people. So I see a lot of, you know, the comments, see, that's why you can't have Black folks nowhere and, not doing this in front of white people and mm-hmm. not at the Oscars. Like, this is why they don't invite black people to these events, yada, yada, yada. And to me, like, that, you know, usually I used to be in that number. I will say for sure, I have been in that number. Um, people who are mindful of the way that they act around white people. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it just really made me, it, it got me thinking. It got my wheels turning in the um, midst of seeing everything that was happening on Twitter. And okay. What? Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, just scrolling through my TL. Just like, mm-hmm. this really got me thinking, like, why do we, as a society and as a, um, oh, 
Oh, dang. What's the word, word uh, I'm looking As for? As a people. As a people, yeah. That wasn't the word I was looking for. Um, <laughs> as a collective. Yeah. Why do we, as Black people, why are we still basing our actions and basing appropriate behavior off of white people's standards? Why are we looking to white people to tell us how to act at events? Mm-hmm. Why are we so concerned with the opinions of white people um, in this, in 2021, no, not even 2021, excuse me, 2022 presently, why are we still so concerned about the white man's opinion of how we act? Yeah. What do you think? What are your thoughts? Um, <clears throat> I think it's it has something to do with basically slavery. <laughs> I feel like the answer to most things that go on black, you can root it in slavery pretty much. Absolutely. I feel like a lot of what um, like that type of mindset comes from basically generations and generations and generations of being conditioned to behave a certain type of way around a certain type of people. Mm-hmm. So if we are in a quote-unquote white space as a black male or as a black female, you're supposed to conduct yourself in a way that is deemed more, I guess, mannerable or more polite when really... <sighs> I feel like in this instance, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like low key Will was not in the wrong. Not even low key, high key. Because if we're talking about things, first off, Jada has a whole condition that causes her to lose her hair, right? Right. She has a whole condition. Whether or not Chris Rock knew it or not, he knows. doesn't matter. Oh, he, he knew? Yes, and she, you know, if you go on her Instagram, she's been very public and open about the fact that she right. has alopecia and has been struggling with this. Well, I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Well, now he definitely, if he knew it, he definitely deserved that slap and some more. Because, first off, I think Will was laughing based solely off the idea that Chris Rock is comedian, he tells mm-hmm. jokes, blah, 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 blah. So when somebody tells a joke, you're supposed to laugh, right? Right, right. Yeah. I think he was laughing. And then also, I think he was kind of already laughing at another yes. joke he had said. Right. So he was already on that wave of, like, laughing at whatever Chris Rock was talking about. And then once he realized, because they right. put Jada on the big screen, her reaction when he said what he said. It's almost they, like he stopped to think about, like, wait a minute. What yes. Did say? Exactly. He was thinking about, well, dang, he just really really insulted my wife right like so that emotion that went over her kind of you know connected with him I guess in a way and he went on that stage and he did what he had to do and I feel like as a man should (laughs) right so I have like a couple of responses Dion if you are not in a quiet place (laughs) I'm sorry my nephew just came in <laughs> um, but yeah, I just have two like major points I would say. Um, just listening to you, mm-hmm. um, I think that at this point, it, it, honestly, it, it really should have been prior to now. But at this point, um, the idea that we associate professionalism with whiteness, right, um, and proper etiquette with the whiteness is very problematic to me because. Yeah you know like when even naturally it's been instilled in us to say you know when you're in these spaces when you're with these people when you're around white people even down to code switching like the way that we talk our dialects um we we don't use ebonics and such when we are 
in the presence of white people, it's almost as if we have internalized as a people um, professionalism and proper etiquette. We have morphed that into whiteness. Like whiteness equates professionalism. Right. It's like when I think about all the many different events and all the many different white people that I've seen acting out of character and acting crazy in professional spaces. No one is calling them ghetto. No one is saying this is why we can't invite white people out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No one is saying that, you know, they they don't know how to act around black people. No one's saying that. But when a black person acts out of character, it's a matter of, oh, guys, you're, it's almost as if we're in the presence of the queen. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. we hold white people to the standard, this, this hierarchy of... Um, in, in which we must behave ourselves when we're in their presence. And I don't really right. like that. I feel like that's very... But then we question why they why they act crazy or why they're so surprised when we quote-unquote act black. Right. <laughs> like, it's, it's right, right. And it's funny because when, when you're like scrolling through Twitter and things like that mm-hmm. and on social media, even just con- conversing about situations like this, you don't really hear or see white people saying now granted they may say it amongst themselves and this isn't to say that they don't say this but you don't really mm-hmm. say, hear them saying see this is why we can't have black people around us because they don't know how to act you don't really see that I feel like majority of the time I always see black people saying that about other black people Right. so it's almost as if like we hold ourselves to that standard and we hold white people to that standard right. of being above us in behavior and I don't right. like that or even yeah. like when like I've heard people say you know they acting like a n word, like right. that's the way that um, misbehavior and, and, and inability to behave properly and lack of professionalism is associated with blackness. I really have a major problem with that, and I want us as a people to be released right. from the shackles of associating mm. blackness with unprofessionalism. Yes, thank you. I've even heard people say. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know where that came from. But I've even heard people say, um, you acting like such and such around all of these um, white folk, blah, blah, blah. Right, right. Like around, it's, the, it's, the, it's the around all of these white folk part yes, for yes. me. Yes, It's the automatic, ooh, that's ghetto. Y'all so yes. ghetto when, when referencing black people. When I've seen a lot of white people who are ghetto. Like, when I honestly, why like, can't we just hold ourselves to that standard right. regardless of who we right, are? Right, right. Right, like act like you have, because basically what you're saying, you're equating whiteness to being classy. Are you exactly. equating white folks to having, I guess, some decorum about themselves? Yes. yes. When really, I've seen a lot of ratchet white people, child. But hey, that's neither here nor there. I'm just saying, like, if we want to hold that standard, hold that standard mm-hmm. around other black people too. Hold that standard around any other race. Hold yes. That standard around Period. Anywhere, right? Period. And so, like- if I had to give because I said I, I really don't think Will did anything wrong in the moment but if I had to give him one slight pushback it would be me assuming that the academy quote unquote is full of white people right mm-hmm. it would be him apologizing to the academy when he got on stage to accept right. his award and I would say that's where lack of professionalism and professionalism is important yeah. when you are in a professional setting this is a work event for him the Oscars is an award show but as an actor, this is a work event because his job is to act. You know what I'm saying? So but also that that, that that shows me like that condition type of um, mentality that we have because 
you're apologizing to the academy for doing something that you were well in your right of doing, I feel like. And then also, if you should be apologizing to anyone, if we're talking time and place, right? Right. You should be apologizing to Chris Rock. <laughs> right, right, right. I right, mean, right. hello, not the Academy. Right, for putting his hands on him. I So here's the yes. thing. I think there's a lot of debate of whether or not Will was right, or some people are in an uproar because they think he shouldn't have put his hands on him. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I believe that Will was justified in what mm-hmm. he did. Mm-hmm. I do not think he should have put his hands on him. As a grown yeah. man, um, that's jail. that's illegal. That's called assault and battery. And it's yeah. on television. You can do jail time for that. Definitely. It's illegal. So and I think there's just a lot of other ways that he could have handled that situation. Honestly and truthfully, I feel like had he just yelled out, keep my name my wife my wife's name out your effing yes. that in and of itself would have gotten the message across. Yeah. He didn't necessarily have to hop up and leap on the stage and put his hands on Chris but Chris was definitely very much out of pocket and he ought to be ashamed of himself for what he said about her he ought to because as as a black man who let's first of all let's bring up the fact that he did a whole documentary on black hair and dark skinned women and their and black women's issues with their hair and mm-hmm. unnatural hair um, he and, did and it, and it started with his daughter's own opinion of her hair you get on a stage that uh, uh, for a major, very major event, award show right. as the Oscars. Um, you're standing in front of your white counterparts as well as your black counterparts. And you're making these jokes and it's fine. You know, like I understand that you're a comedian, but you, you choose to pinpoint a black woman who is suffering from alopecia, which means right. she's losing her hair as a black woman. And let's just throw out there again for women your hair is your crown it's one thing to purposely and intentionally cut your hair because you like it it's another thing to have your hair taken away from you because of a disease it's almost as if you're being stripped of your crown and for him to get on a stage and not just demean a black woman Mm -hmm. but make fun of her and make a make mockery of her out of a condition that she can't control. Right. It's not just insensitive. It's it's I I don't even have a word for dehumanizing. Like to be in her position where you're made a laughing stock. You're minding your own. Right. We don't know if it took everything for her to be there and to feel pretty. We don't know if she was struggling that day right. with going to the Oscars without her hair, without hair and feeling inadequate or or ugly. And here he comes with himself and chooses that opportunity when he really should have just been presenting the award to demean her and make fun of her and make it possibly make matters worse. Right. And that's even, that's disrespectful and insulting to Will. And once again, we don't know what happens behind closed doors. We don't know what Will had to witness with his wife's struggle for losing her hair. Right. So to me, I feel like he was very much like, absolutely, like, you need to be checked. Do I think that, um... Chris Rock should have been checked at the freaking lootly. Yes. So I think people have made a lot laughing stock um, out of that family. Absolutely. And do I think that Will probably snapped? Absolutely. I think he probably was just at his wit's end. But, you know, legally speaking, it is illegal to put your hands on people that's called assault. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you don't want to do. There are definitely 101 things that he could have done um, before getting to slapping Chris but mm-hmm. 
Chris was definitely out of pocket, and he that was. Always, you know, people think that Will owes Chris an apology. I think Chris owes not just Will, but Jada and the entire Smith family an apology. I I believe so too. I agree. You know, we were. I think we were just talking about how um, black women don't receive any type of protection. We did. We did. We did just <laughs> last episode, I believe, right? So, I don't know if it was the last episode, but I know when we were talking about Kiki Palmer. It was and, yeah. It was one of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kiki Palmer one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But either way, um, this is just a prime example of that. I feel like Will, he was being protective over his wife. Yes. He was right. a black woman. Yes. But Chris, on the other hand, was not. Out no, of all the women in that crowd, out of all the people in the crowd who you could have right. made a joke about, you chose Jada Pinkett Smith, hello, and then on Girl, top of that, mind her business, right? And then on top of that, comedians love to excuse their jokes, their behaviors by saying that, oh well, we're comedians; it's our job to tell, da, 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 right, da. right. And but also, that, that's like people give them a pass because they're jokes, they're comedians. Like, no. If but also, if, where's where's your accountability? Like, exactly. Like, did you do your research, sir? Like, because from what I'm seeing, I saw that he had no idea that she had this condition, which is hard to believe because everybody in the world knows she has alopecia. But like, also, right, it's public knowledge, right? But also, on top of that, before you tell a joke about somebody, everybody knows every joke has a sliver, a, a sliver of like truth True. From, right. from yourself you right? really think that for real so you're really thinking this about this person and then not only that you choose to put it on national live television yes I would have got up and slapped his ass too right <laughs> like what so Chris is definitely in the wrong in my opinion like you said he needs to apologize to everybody including the academy because I don't even think this is, this is his first time hosting the Oscars but they should reconsider the next time they think about having Chris on as a, as a host because you're just being insensitive at this point and if we're talking protecting black women then that should be considered right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like you're just throwing jokes out there with no type of research to back it up that's dangerous yeah and so now you might have torn any type of relationship that you had with the Smith family who right in, in the acting, in the acting movie film business, the Smiths. If you mess it up with them, you're probably doomed. <laughs> so there's no reconciliation. You're you're done for, Chris. I'm sorry. Like you shouldn't have did what you did. That was messed up. It was very insulting. Very, very demeaning. Like his goal. It's almost like your goal was to humiliate her, and that's not cool. Definitely, that's not a comedian. Comedians. We- that you're talking about is also going to last. Right. I wonder how Jada felt in the moment, like when Will went up there and she and he slapped the hell out of um Chris. <laughs> I don't know, but Jaden tweeted right after, and that's how we do. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, the way okay, I would have been on, like, Ooh, William. But I'm just mad that he went up there and apologized to the academy. And then also it was like, it was kind of strange because I saw a video of him at the after party and Will was enjoying his life as if he had no regret in the world. <laughs> as he should have. <laughs> right. <laughs> that is funny to me. He slapped the hell out of him. <laughs> and then the only thing he could say was Will Smith just slapped me. I was like, nigga, we all no. saw it. <laughs> he said that. 
<laughs> he said this makes for great television. Right. <laughs> That's why I thought it was low-key staged because I was like, ain't no way after somebody slapped the hell out of you like that. You he probably didn't know what like to that. do. He was probably so stunned he didn't know what to do. But why would somebody be walking on the stage directly towards you? <laughs> he said true, but he was like, uh-oh, when Will started walking towards him. And when you say that, uh-oh, that made that made me think that you have it registered in your mind that this man is pissed. Or so, right, and something was about to go down. I don't think he realized yes. he was about to get slapped. <laughs> you should have been like, I apologize right then and there. Right, right, right. <laughs> Did I say I wanted to fight you? <laughs> Ooh, Will Smith was not playing. He said, keep my mother's name out of your fucking mouth. <laughs> and the silence, Brittany, the silence that ran across that room was like, Lupita's Whoa. face? was yes. ever, like everybody I think he was like wow dude <laughs> I was like Chris 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 lord that's just a mess Child. But, but speaking of black people and white and black women yes. and, right, and black women let's get into um, these senate hearings this is also a very big piece of news yes. if you don't know I don't know where you've been at but it's been all over my timeline. Right. But um, as most of you may know, we have had our first Black woman to be nominated to be a Supreme Court justice. And Senate hearings have been taking place for the past... Wait, I have a question about it. What? Is she the first Black woman in the Supreme Court? Or that will be in the Supreme Court? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Yes, she will. Because... Uh-uh. When I was watching a video, they said something else. Some other lady. That because I feel like I... Person here. But okay. She will be the first black woman to be... She will be the first black woman to be a Supreme Court justice. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to look it up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, I don't want to say drag Dion. But drag Dion for not knowing what we're talking about. <laughs> Child, you don't know until you look it up. <laughs> I do know. That's all we've been talking about. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Um. So yeah, Miss Katanji, um, Brown Jackson has been nominated, and she, you know, she is a black woman. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that she has locks. I love the fact that she's yes. not high yellow. Yes. Um, I love that she is very much the epitome of. I love her name. I just love that she embodies the essence of a black woman. Yes, we love it, um, but. The Republicans don't. The Republicans don't, y'all. So, you know, when I'm at work, first of all, y'all know I'm in the legal field. So, fun fact, a dream of mine was at one point to be um, the first Black woman nominated into the Supreme Court. This is why I know she is the first Black woman, Dion, because I was clocking and making sure that no other Black woman was going to beat me to it. But you know what? If there's going to be any any Black woman, I would be honored for it to be her, Okay. Let's get into oh, the back okay, back. got you. I heard about Charlotte Ray. Never mind. So let's get into. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you don't know who Charlotte Ray is. I don't. But not okay, she's her. the first black known female lawyer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Big her. <laughs> okay, but go ahead. My bad. <laughs> Y'all see how I keep trying to talk about this topic, but Dion keeps cutting me. Oh wait, Brittany. Hmm? Judge, never mind. Okay, I'll tell you about that later. 
Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. This is like take four. (laughs) So basically, what I wanted to bring and talk to y'all about regarding um, Judge Jackson is just, I feel like the Republican senators, the white male Republican senators' response to her, um, even just the the manner in which her... um, hearings have been going, the questions that have been asked of her have almost mm-hmm. been asinine, almost yeah. insulting. Like, I, I feel that they're very aggressive in the manner in which they approach her questioning. Um, now, granted, I have heard, and I, I, I get it, but at the same time, like, this is honestly turning me off. If I, as a voter, this isn't something that's going to make me want to vote for them. But, mm-hmm. you know, news sources are saying, and I can see where they're getting this from, that A lot of the Republican senators that are doing the questionings are setting up these questions in a manner that um, is favorable for them. It's it's almost like a campaign strategy Mm -hmm. for them. So they set up these questions and they ask these questions about these different issues in a way that they know would get them votes when it's time for them to run or run for re-election within their um, districts. But... At the same time, on the same token, I feel like a lot of the questions are just very much insulting and demeaning to her as a judge. Um, and I feel like to her as a candidate, especially considering the fact that she is probably the most qualified candidate to ever grace the Supreme Court. She is the only right. candidate who was a judge first, which means she's the only candidate who actually has firsthand experience um, doing the job she would be doing for the rest of her life as a Supreme mm-hmm. Court Justice. Um, she has tenure of being unbiased and non-partial. You know what I'm saying? And not using her own personal views when, um, I guess, sentencing and, and hearing cases. She already yeah. has experience with that. So for her to be on the Supreme Court and has to be unbiased and not allow her own personal opinions to trickle into her um, decision making she always right. has experience doing that she's not wet behind the ears like her counterparts or the former Supreme court justices who currently sit on the bench don't get me wrong no no disrespect to any of the supreme court justices but that's just a note you know like if it was for a normal job, like if we were filling out a normal job application, right. job usually expects you to have at least two to three years of experience. And my girl has the experience. My girl is qualified, you know, right. for the position. And then also, back to like the questioning that you were saying, like this line of questioning is ridiculous. You're asking this lady what she thinks so the definition of a woman is. Of a woman. And, like, and then also like are children born racist? And it's just ridiculous, ridiculous. to me. Mm-hmm. Clear, like if you can't see it before, if you didn't see it before, like there's no way you're not seeing this obvious, blatant, almost just kind of resistance towards her. I'm not gonna call it racism because, yes. well, yes, I am gonna call it racism. Like y'all just don't want to see a black woman thrive in the highest court of land. <laughs> you don't, yeah. Because what in the world is this line of questioning? If here I am as a nominee trying to be appointed to for a lifetime position one so like i said the highest court of the land you're asking Mm -hmm. me do i believe children are racist and even not even not even just asking her those things but then trying to use those as 
qualifiers as to why yes. she shouldn't be nominated. And hold like, it against her if she doesn't want to answer questions. Right. Like, I'm Which sorry. I will say, I will apply Judge Jackson because this lady is the epitome of somebody who is going to stand their ground, one, mm-hmm. and then also just maintain some type of sense of class the entire time. Because when I tell you I would have went off on these people a long time ago, <laughs> a long time ago. She is definitely the epitome of grace and poise. Yes, um, poise. That's the word. Yes. But while still Oh, I love that word, poise. She's yes. very poised. I'm very much like, what a time to be alive, you know, to witnesses firsthand. Um, Definitely. As a little black girl who is also very much interested in the judicial system, she is definitely somebody I look up to. Right. Um, so I applaud her. And then I also applaud the people who are backing her, who see what's going on. And they're not standing for it. Like, what's the name? Cory Booker. And there was another one whose name I cannot think of right now. Ted Cruz, Mitch McConnell. There's no, not Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz is not for her. No, I'm saying the ones who are standing up for her. Oh, okay. I was about to say, these people are all her, um, her, um, cr- critics. Oh, no, 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 no. People who are standing up for her, like Cory Booker, like that speech that he gave, I saw it on my Instagram. Yes. Oh, my goodness. It yes. was so powerful. Like, and I love the fact that he did it in their presence. And yes. And it while the hearings were going. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love I feel like she data. needed, like, people need to hear that people are actually, yeah. because I feel like when you're in an arena like that, I mean, I've never been in a position like this before in my life where, mm-hmm. you know, I'm pretty much just being judged and all of that. But... I, I would think that if you're in this type of atmosphere or in this environment, you need to hear somebody saying, hey, I see what's going on and I don't like it. Right. And right. I got your back. Blah, blah, blah. Calling like, them out for their crap. Yes. She needed to hear that. Even Chairman, um, what's his name? Durbin. Even Chairman Durbin is supporting her. Because it's clear, like you said, she's the most qualified justice or judge nominee that has come through there. Yeah. So why are y'all giving her all this flack? There's only one reason. Because she's more qualified than even they are. That part, and men are threatened by um, powerful women. And then on top of that, she's a black woman. Yeah. So, and then on, and then on top of that, <laughs> they're really like hanging on to this child pornography. Like yeah. they're trying to paint some type of disgusting and demeaning narrative about her I feel like and let's get into that like let's, let's get into let's, that let's talk about that because <clears throat> for a lot of people they would use that as a reason for her not to be nominated yeah but within the justice system within prison reform there are two different types of um prison reform in a way right um, there's like retribution and re- rehabilitation Mm-hmm. Teach um, the children. <clears throat> that, those are the two R's. Let me make sure I'm saying this right. Um, that sounds right. Yes, I think I heard that before. But what I have witnessed from Judge um, Katanji mm-hmm. Jackson is the fact that I, I've noticed with her sentencing that she is heavily fixated on rehabilitation. Yes. Which means that she's not sending people away um, to rot in jail. Yeah, she's sending them away to be rehabilitated, to mm-hmm. learn from their mistakes, 
to actually grow, to change, to transform so that when it's time for them to rejoin society, that they are not the same people who are making those same mistakes. It's called grace. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? It's called grace. She's not called compassion. serving the people with a heavy gavel, with a gavel of um, sentencing people to death or seeing people as not not as people. Right. I, and I anybody like, that has some type of empathy would do the same thing. Yes. And it's like, I don't believe that she is in support of um, child molesters or abusers or anything like right. that. Right. But, but what that's she, what they're trying to say. I think what she sees is just a, she, I feel like she's trying to push for a difference in the way that we look at people. Yeah. Um, even people who make mistakes because it could be your cousin it could be your auntie it could be your uncle who was on the stand for that same thing and you if you were in their position you would want them to be rehabilitated right if possible if at all possible and you know i would love to hear the justices who are already like there i would love to hear their hearings because why I'm just thinking about it like why are they asking her questions about cases that happened so so long ago right well, that's what they now that is um normal but know? they're asking her about little bitty like details of yes. which she can't remember she it's, can't recollect all of that it's definitely like they're nitpicking but they're nitpicking yes for um when they are doing these senate hearings for everything that's in your catalog to be brought to the surface to be questioned, yes. to be reviewed. Um, yeah, they're trying to. I don't know. I don't know how this is going to end, but I, because they ultimately have to make the decision, right? But it, yeah, but it definitely seems as though the um, the main argument against her and why someone wouldn't choose to um, back her or support her is based off of her rulings her sentencings regarding these child pornography and um, predatory cases. And from what I'm hearing, like from what I'm reading, her sentencing is well within what most judges sentence people to anyway. But it's like, if you really want, if we really want to talk about the justice system and sentencing, yeah, um, the way that this U.S. government and these judges be letting mm. full-fledged murderers out on the street. Like, do we do we need to talk about Kyle Rittenhouse? This is true. This is true. Like they like, I, I hate the way the system tries to. Um, and was he not? Um, how old was him? He, he how old was he? He was Kyle like Rittenhouse, um, eighteen, if I'm not mistaken. Eighteen. Okay, and this was the same case that was brought up on the child pornography case that they were talking to um, Judge Jackson about. Talking about he was 18, he should have been tried as an adult, he should have got like up to 10 years, but you only gave him three months. Mm -hmm. When y'all let Mr. Cal out it would be very killing people. (laughs) Very interesting to hear their on the Kyle Rittenhouse sentencing. It would be very interesting to hear it. Like they're literally taking statements that she said during the during the cases yeah. and questioning her about that. Like, they, I think one of them said, um, you said to the young man that you were sorry about um, him having to go to jail for such and such months. Why would you be sorry? Like, who's the victim here? Is it him or is it blah, blah, blah? Yeah. And I'm just like, as a judge, are you not supposed to have compassion? Or or what about the judge who just um, tried, dang, what was that lady's name? 
um, who shot the um, the cop that shot the black boy, Dante Wright. Mm-hmm. Um, because she mistook her gun for her taser. How right. that judge was choked up and crying and all emotional. Yeah. Like it's it's crazy the value of black life. It is in the comparison when it comes to the way that judges in this country and the justice system responds to black life and when people black people are killed um it's very much given a slap on the wrist but when you have a black judge who um i guess it, it would be interesting to know the races of the um the victims and the defendants in the cases that they're bringing about um I don't know, just their attitude towards her versus the other very major, very um, devastating cases in this country. I, I just find you can just really see the parallel, the direct, you know. I agree. If you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen a display of racism or I know just power type of. Um, Oh my gosh, my nephew is stomping upstairs. But if you haven't seen the display of... Did you hear that? No. Okay. If you haven't seen the display of any of that, now there's no reason, like, now there's no reason for me to hear a white person saying, oh, I don't see racism in this country, or I don't, I just don't understand where you're coming from. Because, baby, it's in your face now more than ever. I feel like... It's in your um, face more than ever. You're choosing to literally just neglected and disregarded I feel like white supremacists look for reasons not to support black people regardless of yeah. how qualified they are this is the reason that they have found and that they're going to take and run with to not support um, Katanji Jackson judge and they're not even legitimate reasons as a nominee and as the next Supreme Court justice they're not even legitimate reasons. It's just literally a minor detail that they run with, basically, just yeah. to justify, because there's no justification for it, just to quote-unquote justify them being against said person or whoever yeah. the person is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of it's disgusting, if you ask me. It is. It is. It's very disgusting. Um, <sighs> but I hope well for my girl. Like, I really hope she's appointed to the position because me I too. feel like there's no way within that time of her hearing right she had she didn't have second thoughts yeah because at some point I would have just kind of got up and just left so why do you yeah. think she stayed hmm? why do you think she's continuing to do the hearings why do you because think she continued it I think moments like this mm-hmm. are very much a calling moments yeah. like this is once, yeah. in a, once in a lifetime and if she's gotten thus far you right. can, it's almost like you can't turn back now Right, and it's like you know, when God is in the midst of something, and I don't know if she's a woman of God or not, but this is just my viewpoint. When God is in the midst of something, and when God is really elevating you, mm-hmm. you can expect absolutely expect to be attacked by the enemy, and yeah. He's going to do everything in His power to prevent and stunt what God is doing. It's, it's definitely within the enemy's will for her to turn back and give up and not continue. Um, right. But it, 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 that's how you know for me. That's always a sign that something is of God. When I see that the enemy is attacking me, <laughs> right. all around me is insults. You know what I'm saying? You're just being pulled. It seems as though you're being stunted. That's how you know. Um, On the other much, side, there's something greater. Right. Like, this is yes. for you. Like, Satan is not going to let you just get there. He ain't just going to hand it to you. 
So to me, I think I didn't like I said, I don't know, I don't know what her faith is like or if she is a woman of faith. But what I do know is I see the work of God, I see the hand of God upon her life and the way that he's elevating her. I if I was her, I would be afraid to stand in his way. You know? <laughs> like right. just let God be God. Let them say what they're gonna say. But at the end of the day, if it's for her, it's for her. There's nothing that they can say or do to stop her. Exactly. It's, if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Okay. Watch out, Republicans. <laughs> but we love to see it. We love to see the beautiful black people gracing. Yes. Taking over with Congress and 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 just in these positions of power. I love to see it. Me it's too. very much needed. Very much so. Well, I wish well um for her. I'm pretty sure it's gonna work out. I, I really hope it's gonna work out. But yeah. Go ahead, Miss Jackson. <laughs> I think that's all we got, y'all. That is, yep. We were going to try and talk about Clarence Thomas and his wife and, like, the irony of him being the only black man on the Supreme Court and mm-hmm. the fact that he's married to a white woman who seems to be a white supremacist and the messages that have surfaced between her and Mark Meadows. But Ooh, that's him and get out. I know, regarding the June 6th <laughs> insurrection. But, you know, we just don't let that one slide for right now because it's been 45 minutes going on 46. Um, we may can talk about that in a part two. Um, but yeah, y'all definitely, definitely, definitely um, connect with us on our Instagrams, reach out to us, respond to like what you think regarding all of these topics that we're talking about. We would love to hear your input. Um, thank you so much to all of our listeners. Thank you for rocking with us and continuously, consistently listening to our episodes. It means so much to us. Like, I can't believe that people actually care about listening to what we have to say. Yes. <laughs> and guess what? We are... No, never mind. I might can't say that on the show. Never mind. No, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, thank y'all so much. We talked about two juicy things today and I did not expect it to take this long. Honestly. Me neither. But <laughs> we talked about Will Smith and we talked about Miss Tanji. So please let us know what y'all think on our social medias. The Twitter is coming and also the live is coming. Maybe we can talk about Clarence comments on the right on the live. On the live. Okay. That on the great. live. That's what we're and doing. You have your pocket. Yes. Yes. That's a good idea. We're going to do that. And y'all can join in. Y'all can put y'all input in. That's going to be so much fun. Bri. I know. I know. I know. We need to plan a trip. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait. Because it'll be easier if we're in the same room to do oh, it. Oh, okay. You yeah. know? I was about to say, this sounds like something personal. Why are you talking about this? <laughs> but, um, okay, yeah, sounds good. We could do that. Um, until then, I, we will see you guys in two more weeks. In the next episode. Thank you, yes. guys. As always, thank you for listening. Love y'all. Love y'all. Bye. Bye. <laughs>